Rebecca Hiragami and I am the founder and CEO of Curated Love. I am here today with some amazing artists currently living in LA, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and I'll let them introduce themselves. Katya, why don't we start with you? Hi, I'm Katya Zvitsky. Yes, we are. Sean and I are both <laughs> yeah, in I was LA. Like, you are currently here, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Sean Noyce. Uh, we both run uh, Noyce Key Projects in um, in Hollywood. Awesome. Frank, what about yourself? Uh, Francisco Rodriguez with Rare Faction LA. Uh, so I'm, I'm uh, as I like to say, I'm the art idiot. And at this point, the love idiot. So we're talking about love and <laughs> relationships and all that good stuff. And I'm definitely, definitely uh, an idiot on that too. So. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. Um, so in any case, uh, we've been talking a lot in this podcast about, you know, how creatives are coping with like social distancing. But I thought it'd be so great to have an artist couple, right? And by the way, couple goals, you two are so adorable together. Uh. <laughs> so sweet. To get them on the podcast so they can talk to us about how it is for them because you're social distancing together. Mm-hmm. That's right. So what is it? Um, are you still, ha- you still have a studio, right? Are you still going to, you know, your studio or are you at home now? Well, that's a great question. We, so we have, we live in West Hollywood and we have a fairly small, like, like half of a little bungalow that we live in. And, and then our studio space is uh, on Hollywood Boulevard, essentially like right in the middle of uh, LA's version of Times Square. Like we're basically a block away from the Chinese theater and we could go there theoretically and we have tried to go up twice. We've been isolating for about actually today is four weeks. Mm. I think Sean. I think Sean may be even longer. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't been out since uh, February twenty eighth. So wow, wow, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, you know, so so the long answer to your question is we've been we've have been wanting to go, and we did go up to pick up supplies to bring back here and work a little bit. We're not, you know, there's nothing restricting us from going, but it it was really stressful. I went up there a couple of weeks, like maybe half, like two weeks into this whole thing. And it just felt too scary to even like, I don't know, leave the nest. Right. Mm, no, yeah. but also that's a super like trafficy area, right? There's always people around that space. Yeah, that it's dead now. It's well, it's pretty dead. Yeah. Go yeah, ahead. I mean, like we we when we went um, maybe like two or three days ago, um, it was completely dead. There was nobody on the street. Um, so in in theory, you know, it's actually like the perfect uh, mm-hmm. social distancing uh, uh, zone. You know, because like literally all the tourists are gone, uh, all the weirdos are gone, and. It's just us, basically. There's plenty of parking. Silver lining. um, Yeah. (laughs) You know, it's it's a little bit of a double-edged sword in a sense, but um, I I think I think more than anything, it's just like getting from point A to point B, uh, making that transition. It just for for the longest time, it just felt so daunting and like so. I don't know. Like I hate to say it, like scary in a way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like because because you know there's that there was that brief moment you know when after right after the city did. Uh, lockdown that, you know, everybody was just totally hunkering down and, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the fear is just, was just like sort of overwhelming us, you know what I mean? And, um, the idea of just like going, even, even if it's like, you know, a mile and a half away, just seemed like 
mm-hmm. an abyss, you know what I mean? The crossing yeah. the abyss. Right. And I think I think slowly we're kind of like crawling our way out of there and we were finding ways to, you know, make work from home and and do the things that we need to do from the house. Um, like I work digitally. Katya brought a bunch of her supplies back and she's been slowly like picking away. Um, and then just finding ways to make things work, you know, like from mm-hmm. from the home, you know, because yeah. in a way it also doesn't doesn't feel totally responsible in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? Like we're we're in lockdown for a reason, right? And yeah, right. uh, you know, if if we're out there kind of milling about with uh, you know, uh you know, I, the I, potential I would, of running into people. I wouldn't say there's like hundreds of people out, but like I would say, but there's still you know, a possibility. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, yeah. I mean, you know how Ellie is. It's like people, uh, there's they they still have to, um, you know, fulfill their exercise routines. And- <laughs> yeah, that to me is scary. Yeah. Like I yeah. saw that video where someone coughs and then you know someone running behind him like gets a hint of it and then it kind of just trickles out. And yeah. like, that is terrifying. Don't yeah. be running right now. Yeah, I know. We have been going on a lot of extremely long walks. That's kind of that's kind of been our saving grace, honestly. <laughs> it is good to see the outdoors, though today is raining for whatever reason. Yeah, it's been it, it's making it harder for sure when it's raining. Although I don't know. I Sean and I are feeling pretty grateful at the moment, I think just to have each other and to be able to kind of get by like doing our freelance work. I, f- I feel like we're doing, all, we're doing all right. That's good to hear. I'm happy. Um, so, How are you guys doing? Yeah. Right. It's one of those <laughs> days for me, but overall good. Um, Frank. Yeah. Uh, crazy, crazy, but everything's good. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm healthy. I'm alive. And, uh, I'm able to do things that I want to do, which is great. So like this, I love doing this and this has been such a great thing. And I'm so happy to, that you guys decided to come on and we appreciate you guys. Coming of course. On. Yeah. 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 I think that all of this is putting life into a really interesting perspective, right? Because we're all kind of centering around the things that we love doing that we could not live without even if we're doing them in different ways. And we all stop doing all those things that don't matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So it's been it's been an intriguing couple of weeks, definitely. But then, you know, also like what you're saying, right? Like it's scary to like go out into the city and then like it's a completely empty city for the better part. I mean, I, I think I think in a way it's 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 nice to see what the city could become. You know what I mean? Like the air yeah. is finally clean. Oh, yeah. The there there's very little traffic. People are actually like enjoying the outdoors in like I know. For, for, people are walking. I mean, people have been enjoying the outdoors, but I feel like it's 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 almost like a um it's like the the trails are are, are in essence like a treadmill for people as opposed mm-hmm. to like people right. are actually out yeah. there soaking in the sunlight. And enjoying what little, I mean, this was obviously before uh, the lockdown, but they were like, they were actually enjoying what little free time they had with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, Um, it was crazy. A couple of weeks, a couple of weeks ago, I was, uh, I had to go back to work and kind of pick up stuff. We're working from home. Um, And I looked out, I, so I live South LA. Um, right, the Orange County border, and I looked out from where I'm living, and I saw the Hollywood sign, 
And I mean, we're talking about as far down in LA as you can as you can go. I was like, I saw it. I was like, oh my god, this is actually like this is something that I could normally see where I don't because there's so much smog. So it's it's been kind of beautiful to kind of reacquaint um, myself with the city in under these kind of circumstances. So yeah, definitely, it's been it's been nice. And you know, I I don't, I don't know if uh, um, how many how many artists you've talked down under lockdown, but like. Uh, I don't know. Have you have you experienced um, sort of a creative wellspring amongst artists? I feel like it's sort of a mixed bag in a way. I've seen, yeah, I've seen both, and you two tell me if I'm wrong. But I saw a lot of like you know that initial anxiety at the beginning where everyone just started to stay home and that panic of not being able to do much, and so like creativity just kind of left a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you know the more that you settle into this like being at home situation, then the more that you're kind of, wait, I love being creative. Like that is, you know, my pride and joy. So I'm going to continue doing that, even if it's restricted in a way. Mm -hmm. So then I'm seeing a lot of artists who are kind of like shifting their practice or pausing their practice. Like I heard this from Jen Harris a couple of uh, days ago where she was saying, you know, I make a certain, you know, amount of work of a certain type at the studio but now that I'm home, it's evolving into something else. And, you know, maybe I'll go back to what I was doing before when this is over. And I thought that was really interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. a pause within the body of work. What about for both of you? How is it changing or shifting? Um, hmm. it's, it's, been, it's been kind of interesting, actually, because I initially thought that I would be super productive Right. Because I, I kind of initially saw this as, as almost like an opportunity where like, well, I have no other choice but to go to the studio or hunker down at home and and just make stuff. And I also a lot of my a lot of my art making tends to be like very meditative and kind of therapeutic and, you know, pretty repetitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I I I thought that I would turn to that process as like a I don't know as like a way to cope with things but if I'm totally honest I haven't had any desire at all to to get back into into working I have been you know creative in other ways like we Sean and I made made a few presents (laughs) birthday presents for a friend of ours that were just like you know like above and beyond but you know, we had to channel that creative energy into something. Of course. Yeah. But uh, what about you, Sean? Um, I, I think I mentioned earlier, because my work is sort of straddles between like digital and analog. Um, I've been focusing more on the digital stuff now. Um, and uh, like I, I just, I'm, I've been working on this piece. Um, it was supposed to be for a show in July. I have no idea if, if the show is actually going to happen now. It, this is the crazy thing is like 2020 was supposed to be an amazing year. And like, <laughs> and now like we're I, I, I've had, I, I'm not even exaggerating, like six or seven shows just canceled all outright. <gasps> no! We had, there we is had, such um, a thing as postponing, right? People do understand yeah. we'll get back out there at some point. Yeah. I mean, potentially, yes. Uh, but some of these shows like, um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with BLA Connect. Um, Noisky Projects was going to do an exchange with this amazing uh, gallery out of Berlin. Uh, and we like really synced up really well with them. And um, Well, I think the nice thing is, is that one is postponed. Yes. A lot of, a lot of stuff I feel like has become, has gotten postponed by a year. 
Like right, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, I mean, Sean can talk a little bit more about this, but he we actually I feel like we're quite we were this this whole thing we like saw the wave coming a little bit earlier than I think most people because Sean was actually supposed to go on a residency in Taiwan. Oh, yeah, yeah that like, was supposed like to happen last month. And oh, so uh, like you knew way before the rest of us. Well, we yeah. were just discussing it for like I think the entirety of February. Yeah, just oh, wow. like just should he go? I mean, it wasn't like a, a daily conversation, but it was. Well, I bought my tickets back in in um, November uh, in hopes of like having this residency uh, in March, yeah. and uh, and then you know news broke like maybe mid December that you know this this mystery virus was coming out of like China, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know Taiwan is technically a um, you know a territory of China. Uh, so, and they're actually not that far apart, you know, there's like maybe a hundred miles, 200 miles between them or something. Um, so I thought, oh crap, you know, like this thing is going to be coming and we're going to be in the thick of it, you know? So for like, for most of, um, February, we were sort of hemming and hawing, like, should we stay? Should we go? What are we going to do? Uh, I actually even, I actually bought some masks in preparation for the trip to Taiwan. Oh, wow. That was timely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and like literally a week later, you couldn't buy them. You know what I mean? Like they just stopped selling them altogether. Yeah. So I think right. I got like the last wave of masks, yeah. you know, for, the, for this trip. But that's also terrifying, right? I mean, I'm glad you're home safe, but that's also like a scary thing to have to be thinking through as you're leaving on residency, like the mm-hmm. safety of, of the process. Oh, yeah. Well, and- it, was, it wasn't it was just going to be Sean. He was going to go with like four other members of a collective that he's in. So it was, you know, you had to think about more than just yourself, I think. And like, um, you know, we were, the way that we kind of, you know, we went back and forth quite a bit. And, you know, the idea of a residency is to have a cultural exchange and to create work that's kind of influenced by your environment and to interact with people. And we were even like, even back in February, we were thinking people are going to be reticent to come out to, I said that weird, (laughs) reticent to come out to see this, you know, this exhibition that you guys are going to put on. Yeah, like, I mean... Like what? What? What's the point in having a residency if no one's going to show up, right? Or if you're not, if you're not going to have that exchange with people, right? Like yeah, if people yeah. are going to be too fearful of just, I mean, we 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 know the reality now, but then it was just sort of speculation, right? Right? Yeah. Like, so um, are people going to stay at home? Are they going to? Are they still going to come out? We didn't. There was just so many unknowns at the time, and ultimately, I think we. I mean, we definitely made the right decision to postpone it till next year. Yeah, but. completely. I mean, I I keep up with a lot of artists and I was seeing a lot of people, especially those who took up residencies in New York, they mm. were driving back here like on a moment's notice. Like, oop, like the residency got canceled on Tuesday. I'm heading back home. But, you know, here yeah. I am with a full studio in New York. Like, Yeah, I know. It's been rough for a couple of people. Yeah. But I'm glad you're safe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we were we were mainly also concerned about just the idea of getting quarantined. We could because we were hearing that people were getting quarantined, but they were getting put into like naval bases, like naval bases. They, they weren't even allowed, allowed to yeah. go home. 
This was, I mean, this was kind of early days. Mm-hmm. And now the, the, the idea of like a 14-day quarantine sounds so quaint, right? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's like, ah, whatever, we can do that. No big deal. On our heads. <laughs> yeah. Do it on my head, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but the time is like, what? 14-day quarantine? Mm-hmm. <laughs> my life is going to be upended. and Yeah. Please, well, 14 do we know. days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen in 14 days. But what's know, our right? current date? Like end of May? Is that what I'm hearing? Right? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think that's the last thing I read. And I'm like, great, I'll see you all in September. Like at this point. <laughs> yeah, I kind much. of, I think, I think the fall, I think it's going to go through August. I mean, I don't know if it'll stay with, at the same intensity. Like, in, or, or the same strictness, but yeah. I a think, lot of go ahead. Uh, I think they were saying what early May was the peak here in LA. Well, depends on who you're asking at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. our mayor said it's this week, and then outside of LA is next week, and then it depends on you know what data you're looking at, I suppose. Yeah. Oh my God, it's so interesting much, to think I, of this. I, I I feel like it's going to be very interesting. I, I would I would almost I would like to sort of fast forward one year ahead and just sort of like analyze all because I feel like things change or, or have been changing so quickly mm-hmm. it'd be interesting to like look back and in, in terms of like how things have sort of transpired over time you know what I mean like like every day it's just something new yeah um, oh, definitely I've been hearing a lot from artists that it's a good time to start journaling and I'm just like I don't know that I want to hear my thoughts of today at a later time some I of them know. you know some <laughs> of them are great like some days I'm productive and I'm like new exhibition ideas yeah. Some of the days I'm like, we're never going to leave our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah, my, my, yeah. I, I hate to say it, but my fear is that there's going to be a lot of COVID-19 exhibitions coming up. And I'm going to be oh, like, I, yes, so many. And I'm going to be like, oh, just yeah. don't, just it, don't. Absolutely. Quarantine art and quarantine, quarantine. babies. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. divorces. Divorce itself. Oh, you, you, boy, you said a mouthful. <laughs> we actually know one of those. So. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. So, so, uh-huh. so, I was say, so, talking about like relationships and how, and how your guys, um, are working as artists before. I mean, what was the difference between your guys' relationship as artists before um, this quarantine and then after? What, what do you, what do you, what do you feel the big, biggest difference and biggest uh, um, changes that you've had to make? Yeah. Hmm. Biggest changes. And not just as artists. I mean, you also technically uh, run a gallery together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Well, yeah. That's that's the thing. I think it's kind of funny, but I think that I I, I can already see that like my outlook has shifted significantly in terms of, you know, Sean and I not, you know, in addition to being in a long-term relationship together, we do, you know, co-run Noisky and we share, you know, a studio space. Obviously we live together. Like we have a lot of togetherness and I think like the prior, prior to the pandemic, me was, was feeling like, it was probably too much collaboration and like I was looking for like ways to create a little bit of distance. And now I'm so unbelievably grateful and I want him like as close to me as possible. (laughs) 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 Well, and I think part of that comes from actually like a lot of the outside pressure has fallen away. It, it, I think that we were, 
admittedly running like at full speed for a long time. You know, mm. we, we, you know, in addition to our own practices, you know, like we tried to curate shows. We also both belong to collectives. Um, we have a lot on our plates, you know, in addition to like actually earning money doing, mm. you know, mm-hmm. design work. And I think, I think for me, like having a lot of that stuff go on pause has actually been really helpful. I would agree. Like, I think, I think after uh, freeze week, um, we, we had a, we had, we had a, um, a short run exhibition, but it was like, it was all encompassing at, at Noisy Projects. And then um, through Durden and Ray, my, uh, my collective, um, we did spring break. And that all happened at, like the same week, and there were lots of moving parts that happened in both. Um, and it was all it all ended up ultimately being good, and it was like a good stress actually. But like at the end, I was just like, uh, yeah, uh, we pretty uh, <laughs> but that happens with art fairs. I feel like people forget because you know they're so glamorous, right? All the art together in one weekend. Mm-hmm. But it, there's a lot of work that goes into technically a pop-up because an art fair lasts at best four days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it was crazy. Well, I think also part of it is that because there are two of us, we can kind of divide and conquer a lot of stuff. And I think that in a good scenario, that works out, you know, like if we don't take on too much, that ta- that works out really well. But you know, what happened in the middle of February was that we did an exhibition at our space mm-hmm. and Sean curated an exhibition for Durden and Ray with Spring Break. Oh, wow. So mm-hmm. we were, we were like, we were all hands on deck and we were doing two things during, during Art Fair Week where we were also like crazy enough to try to go see some fairs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's what's best and worst about the fairs. You end up going to, you know, all six different fairs or however many there are, depending on the city, right? Mm-hmm. And then you also have 19 meetings that you schedule that time. And then oh, yeah. every gallery in town is doing something that you also want to go see. Oh, totally. I know. Well, well, that's kind of, we were kind of a little bit of a victim to that because our location, it was so unbelievably convenient. It's so perfect though. Yeah, for ALAC. We yeah. were right between ALAC and, and Felix. Felix. Mm-hmm. And so we caught, we caught all of that foot traffic. And like the idea for the show was to create like kind of a respite from the art fairs. Like it was this. Um, it was a buffer. It was a buffer. Exactly. Which is so needed during art fair weekend. I feel like we all get art exhausted after one of those. Oh, mm. absolutely. I know. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Um but I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm glad we did it. And yeah, uh, I don't have any regrets. I don't have any regrets at all, you know. And we'll probably do it again next year because yeah. we're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let us hope we have an art fair next year. Yes. I, I yes. Know, right? But it's pretty, it also is pretty fun. Like, I think, I think we also have to like remind ourselves, and I, I have to remember this for myself that like we do this because we enjoy it and we love oh, it. And, and, and you have to like, there's always like that moment for me where I'm like a little bit mad that I committed to it. And that's like kind of in the middle where like it hasn't like quite clicked into place yet. But then there's there's just that beautiful like thing that always happens every time where you're just like the show is up and yep. it's perfect. And it's like so exactly what you wanted and it always exceeds your expectations. And like, yeah, and that's the moment that I always like 
strive for. You know, you know, you know, you know, though the, the thing is, is cool is like, uh, I think, I think as artists, we're in a very unique position where we, um, we, we basically get to self-actualize, right? We get to like create our future. We get to create like, you know, we have like, we, we don't have any limits to the type mm-hmm. of like work or things that we can do. And, and I can't think of any other like occupation where you can actually do that. You know I mean? It's, nope. I mean, people, people say, I, and I think this is why people kind of stick with these things is like, um, I mean, we've, we've both like done the professional thing for a while and still kind of keep our toehold into it just so that we can, uh, you know, keep our head afloat. But like, <laughs> you know, like, when all, all things said and done, like, you know, we live such great lives, you know what I mean? Like as, as artists, you know, and, and I wouldn't trade it for anything. It's just, it's, it's exhausting and it's taxing, but it's like so fulfilling and it's just the coolest thing ever, you know? So yeah. that's awesome. It is, it is really, it is really fulfilling. I totally agree with that. So that's, the, that's the payment. Yeah. <laughs> Well, then you get to work with such amazing people and you get to talk about ideas and uh, things that actually really matter. Yeah. Uh, and I think we need to re- be reminded of those things, you know, and I think that this is, this is the perfect time, like, you know, now that we're like hunkering down and we have nothing but time on our hands, this is the time to, you know, not despair, but to actually think about like how great things are and, um, mm. you know, making things better for ourselves. So I love that. You two are so hopeful and beautiful. I need all of that in my life. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You caught us on a good day. (laughs) I'm glad. (laughs) Okay. So then um, with all of this in mind, I was, I wanted to know, are there any like projects that you were thinking about that are pending that are coming? Like, how's that looking for both of you? So I, I have a project coming up. Um, I think I mentioned it earlier. Uh, it's, it's a, it was supposed to launch in July um, through Durden and Ray. Um, we do this annual thing called Book Club, and uh, the uh, the essence of the show is you know we we respond to uh, you know uh, a novel that just came out, or maybe maybe it's an older uh, work or whatever. But it's um, Lincoln in the Bardo. Um, uh, it's. Uh, um, oh, I have it. I've been reading it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So awesome um, novel. Kachi's gonna go grab it. Um, it's a sort of interesting experimental book uh, novel on um, uh, Abraham Lincoln's uh, son uh, Willie Lincoln, who passed at uh, age um, twelve. Uh, it's by uh, George Saunders. Um, it was a New York Times bestseller like a couple years ago or something. But anyway, um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, it's it's the the way the way it's structured is is from the perspective of uh, ghosts um, who are basically in this like purgatory, um, the Bardo. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's basically like the, the the waiting room from for heaven and hell or whatever. Right. Uh, so you have all these spirits sort of like milling about in this in, the, in this cemetery and this new. Um, uh, how, how would I say, um, uh, I, I guess he's, he's an occupant or something, uh, Willie, Willie Lincoln. And they don't actually know who he is at the, at the time, but they, they sort of deduce, uh, through time that, you know, it's the president's, 
you know, 12 year old son. Okay. And uh, I, w- I won't give away too much, but it's basically the, w- the way the way it's structured is um, it's it's sort of a hybrid of um, uh, historical references to his death, you know, like newspaper clippings mm-hmm. or journals or that kind of thing, and uh, fictitious accounts, you know, as told by the, the ghosts who inhabit the cemetery. Oh, interesting. Um, so the uh, the piece that I'm that I'm planning on make, making for this this uh, this show, assuming it happens, um, it's it's kind of like this. I've, I've been like I've been moving more in this like digital sphere, you, you know, using programming and, and coding and that kind of thing. Um, and I'm, I'm basically going to be creating this, this crypt made out of like, um, uh, I guess it's, I guess it's like chiffon, um, like, uh, like a uh, fabric. Mm-hmm. So it'll be this like sort of flowy, gauzy crypt, um, I won't give away too much because it's 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 sort of yeah because like I want to go see right it. Now, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, me too. But this is a little bit of a departure for me because I don't really work sculpturally, but I'm kind of moving more in that direction nowadays. You, so. You're kind of moving towards installation, I yeah. think, for sure. So I'm um, so excited to see that. Yeah, it'll be cool. Um, it's uh, it'll be a nice sort of like departure for me a little bit. Yeah, this is. The, I think this is the time to experiment too. Like this is yeah. this is a good yeah. opportunity to like be open to those like weird ideas, you know, that kind of seemingly come out of nowhere, and then like years later, you're like, oh, right, <laughs> that's what Why that was didn't about. I try that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so then, this exhibition, this piece that you're working on for this exhibition, is the. Like, I'm guessing it was to happen in summer. Like, are we pushing it to later at the time? Just don't know when or how to, what's the deal? The, the show was supposed to open, I think, July 4th, 5th, 6th, something like that. I don't I don't really recall. Um, so it could still technically happen in July. 5th. It still technically could happen, yeah. If Assuming things kind of thaw out a little bit, it mm-hmm. still could technically happen for sure. Um and then I th- then I have this other show at uh, Fellows of Contemporary Art with um, do do you know uh, Kong Kong Nguyen? I don't, but I have done exhibitions at the Foca Gallery. Yes, so um, I have a show coming up there. That it was supposed to um, open in May. I don't know if that's going to happen now. Right. That one might get postponed. I'm. I I'm doubt guessing. it. Yeah. I'm surprised it's still. Well, I mean, who knows. Yeah. I don't know. I personally pushed all of my exhibitions at least three months, and I'm like, let us just not bank on summer. Like, yeah. we can do them if we are if we have to. Like, if we're allowed, sure. Mm-hmm. But if not, let's just you know be done. Yeah, it's always have that conversation when we get there. Go ahead. It's always good to like, <laughs> um, yeah, like kind of push it and then like be pleasantly surprised rather than oh yeah, keep hoping and mm-hmm. then just having to cancel things. Yeah, I you know I'm also noticing like a lot of people are shifting and like they're doing digital exhibitions and like a lot of video stuff. Yeah, what do you? I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Like, what are your what are your thoughts on this sort of move toward digital? I have many thoughts. So, um, as a curator, right, I like that I could still have a platform to do the kind of work that I do, though. I feel like it's different for different curators, right? Curators at institutions run through projects 
at two or three years at a time and then they release the project. Mm-hmm. But I understand that, you know, now that you no longer need to go and find the pieces that cuts down a good chunk of your time. But it's still a lot from like conception to showcasing either on a physical space or online. So I think for institutions, that's a little more difficult. I have, however, seen institutions in Mexico that have now digital exhibition space just for video and like performance pieces and, you know, these great installations. But we're talking, you know, the multi-million dollar artist that has the giant studio that's the size of a cathedral and his own recording equipment. I don't know that that's the case for the entire art world. I appreciate that I have access to that, but I just don't know how sustainable that is for the rest of us. But, you know, again, like we launched this, we're starting to launch a series. We have two up now, um, digital exhibitions, and we have more coming on the road because that is definitely something that we need at the moment. But, you know, I'm I'm an object-based curator. Like I love seeing art. Mm-hmm. So there's no way I can, you know, show someone something realm like I would much rather they experience it live but I also know that I don't live in a country in which artists would be comfortable with that so um for instance in back home right one of the back home Mexico City not my actual home but (laughs) there's a museum that allows you to take the collection home with you so you go pick up an artwork and you keep it at your home with you for two months a part of the collection and and everyone's totally fine with it the person who keeps it yeah actually generates like a small exhibition around the object they do some research they host a couple of different conversations and this is something that museums over there are super comfortable with i don't think that's who we are now i would love to go back to you know the 80s 90s where artists would mail you artwork that would be mm-hmm. so great. Do you know how yeah. now in LA everyone's getting curated boxes of stuff? Right? Yeah. That's a trend we're having. I would love if the artists jump on this boat and they did teeny tiny little somethings and then those got shipped out in the mail, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I actually did that in New York a couple of years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a it was a CSA, but it was it was um community sponsored art and design. And and I made like a little, you know, like a little um, sculptural, like like three like little objects, and I made an addition of fifty. So I made one hundred and fifty little objects, wow. and they they got put with like five other artists. And yeah, you basically purchased like a little box of yeah. like art, and I think it was like six hundred bucks or something. There wasn't like anything crazy. See, I would love to do that. I would love to have the new public of the world after Corona subscribe to getting artwork every month or, you know, however, however this can happen, but actually get, you know, an object that you interact with and that you work around, not just, you know, have it and keep it, but also like become like have a conversation with it and with the artist. And like, I don't know, I'm with you that there's a lot of potential now for like new ideas. So I'm yeah, excited that's, to that, see where it's going. That's that's the thing is like, um, the, I mean, it's it's one thing to just like put everything up online, but you you there's that yearning or that desire for the tactility of the object, right? I mean, there's oh, a reason yeah. why everybody wants to touch the painting. You know what I mean? Everybody wants to touch the sculpture. You know, they want it 
they, there, there's there's something about it physically being there, and yeah. the digital artifact just doesn't work the same way. Oh, like, I think it, I think it works well for like video and some other digital art, but to just throw a sculpture yeah. up or like even sometimes a painting, it just it's it just feels like second best to me, you know. Right, it's, it's but hard. then you get yeah. into like the intricacy of the work, like both of your works, right? Um, yeah. If you're moving into installation, like I know I've definitely seen Katya's work. She let me hold one like a baby once, and mm-hmm. I was like the happiest little girl on the planet. <laughs> I was like, I'm holding a sculpture. I remember that. Yeah. Well, but everybody I, loves to touch that all of that work. I mean, exactly. people people either ask or they'll just sneak like a little poke. see what i mean there's something that you know is triggered when you see the object in person maybe it's the dimensionality of it i don't know i think it's because it engages all of your senses right it's not you're you're experiencing the object in in you know relative to the space that it's in you're engaging with it visually but you're also like getting a sense for the materials right because i think like you know, even with my work, it's soft and like very malleable mm-hmm. if if you're in the room with it. But people have asked me, actually, they can't tell what the material is if it's in a photograph. Oh, interesting. Like oh. once you once you get that one layer removed, people are like, well, it kind of looks like stone or maybe eggs or maybe like something hard. Like, oh, yeah, it's it's kind of interesting how that like shift of perception happens. So I think I'm pretty intrigued by this idea of being able to like check out work like a like at a museum, like at a library. I love like, that idea. Yeah, right? it's, so, it's wonderful. So that's what we're doing once we get off this phone call. We're going to start, <laughs> right? <I'm> like, <laughs> the next project. I yeah. really like it. I mean, you know, one of the greatest things about like having our, our gallery is that we actually collect a lot of the work too and you should see our house it's filled with our with it's like our former exhibition it, it is kind nice. of uh, yeah we have we have all goals. of our friends works and i mean i think artists always have the best art collections oh sure. completely well i i just want to give an example of like why seeing the actual physical artifact is so important like i'm actually just staring at this this uh wonderful um uh for for our wedding gift, um, our friends uh, Sam and Megan gave us this this perfect cast of David Bowie's face, right? Oh, from, oh geez. From, mm-hmm. it, yeah. Just it was, casually. It, it was cast from like the man who fell to earth in like 1978 or 77 or something like oh, that. Uh-huh. And it's so perfect and so beautiful. And like there's it's so like, detailed. It's so detailed. But when you get up close to it, you're like, you just you just realize this is the closest I will ever get to David Bowie ever. And <laughs> exactly. <just> something like <laughs> now put that transform that into a flat image. And yeah. Let me know how that goes. yeah, exactly. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't work. Sheesh, that's um, that's amazing. It's true. So well, cool. well, these guys, I think they're they're artists as well, so they they know. Yeah, they're the people that gave us the the sculpture. Right. Yeah, they used to With run the uh, Gate uh, L.A. Do you remember that that? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. The rooftop. Well, they're actually space. still curating. They, um, we had a conversation actually many months ago about them um, doing a proposal for a show in Mexico City. Ooh. So I, I actually have been thinking a lot about that show, which is postponed now. But um, you know that that 
you know, like kind of speaking of like when I was mentioning the idea of like translating my work into photography and like one of the pieces was going to be a, a fo- like a large scale photograph because the, the idea of the show is it's all about the unit of measure and about like mm-hmm. scale and about how artists use space. And, you know, we, what we, what we kind of deduced during our studio visit was that the unit of measure for my work is actually me. Like, oh yeah, it's, I, you know, not only like use the size of my, you know, palm to create like the, you know, to mold the felt. Like I also like create these objects that I can put my body inside of like the, mm-hmm. you know, the giant womb. Yeah. That's so, where my mind went to as soon as you said unit of measure. And I'm like, it holds you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the reason, there's a reason why they call it a foot. Yeah. Oh, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. But actually, our friend, our friend Elizabeth Prager, she was helping me make some prints, and she brought them over last week. It was so funny. She she dropped them in our mailbox, and like we had this whole conversation from from our window. Oh God! Because oh. because the, you know, like we still we still are finding ways to like have those moments. But it was just so it was such a nice little reminder. Like she's like, "Here, I brought you some test prints for your." For your project, which who knows when it'll happen. And it was like, it was actually really reassuring too, to just like have somebody kind of, you know, like remind me like, hey, I'm still, I'm still thinking about this thing that we talked about. Which is mm-hmm. so great mm-hmm. and so yeah. needed right now, right? Have you guys had those moments? I, I love, see, I'm in love with the mail because I get artwork in the mail randomly from artists all over the place. And I'm just so happy all the time. Just like, oh my God, new artwork, right? Mm-hmm. Um. I have not had a, like, I have not talked to someone in the window or anything like that. The closest <laughs> comes to my neighbor. You haven't, you haven't, like, like thrown your hair out down the window and, like, somebody's climbed <laughs> up. Give <laughs> so me my Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, it has not happened. But, uh, you know, I like that we're now learning to engage in different ways, right? Like, all of a sudden, I'm getting postcards and I'm just like, wait, what happened to emails? But thank you. Let's not yeah. go through emails. I appreciate that I'm seeing your handwriting. Yeah, like, I it's know. really interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I love it. For our friend's um, birthday, he was kind of having a hard time, so we we did a um, we did a parade, uh, like a uh, like a Aww. car parade out in front of that his is house, so and, cool. and dropped yeah. off the gifts outside his door from like a safe distance, and then we played we played him some music and like popped out of our sunrooms and did a little did <laughs> a little dance, and yelled, yeah. It was, it was good. We wanted to like be responsible, but we we needed, we felt like we had to come through. It was actually like a really fascinating um, experience because I definitely felt like kind of anxious, just like leaving like the safety of our neighborhood Mm -hmm. and like getting on the highway. Like I was, I don't know, like, I think I was expressing it as anxiety and then Sean kind of reminded me, he's like, I think what you're experiencing is excitement, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've forgotten what that I, was. I, I might have. What is this feeling? What yeah. is this feeling? Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't, I didn't, it was kind of funny because we didn't really know, we didn't really like plan it out well, right? We were, you know, there, it wasn't just Sean and I, it was like two other, fr- like, you three know, other. two other yeah, friends. Yeah, but also learning. Oh, three other friends, right? yes. We're yeah, learning, learning how to do these things. Yeah. yeah. It was like, I was listening to this Brene Brown podcast and she's talking about first times mm-hmm. and, and essentially mm. like how we're just all experiencing like, this is the first time we're doing this. 
like, and, and there are a lot of those moments for all of us right now. Oh, yeah. definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But so. I am grateful for those moments too. Otherwise mm-hmm. we would not be in this conversation, right? Like, this is the first time we decided to do a podcast and here we are talking about art. Yeah. <laughs> I, and if we've already come up with a great idea. Exactly. See, yeah. <laughs> we're rocking this quarantine. Yeah. yeah. Taking over the world Killing next. It. Now that yes. we're a nation state. There you go. I, I could do that next week. I'll pencil you in for Tuesday morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, just going going back to, you know, being in new situations and doing everything, um, everything's brand new to us. What What's something that you've, you guys have picked up um, doing? Um, I know for me, it's been uh, more meditation in the morning. Uh, and then like with my kiddos, it's like trying to find a new way to, to relate with them besides going out to the park and stuff like that. So what do you guys find yourself doing uh, alone? Things that you've kind of, brought to yourself uh, and as a couple i think um you know having having lots of spare time um i mean i've been i've always been happy to do most of the cooking but i've i think i've really like up my game yeah my cooking game Sweet. yeah your cooking game's gotten real good. hey but, but you made some really good uh pecan <laughs> sandies good. though today. yeah it's been real good <laughs> no i've i've i mean it was always like excellent but now it's just it's he's taken it up a notch for sure and actually i'm i'm the one that i have i have i'm completely inept in the kitchen and even even i have gotten a little bit better i made some i baked some cookies today that was pretty good sweet it took me a couple tries to like walk into the kitchen and actually go for it you know what it was i just get i was like well i only have this one shot i don't have like unlimited Supply uh, ingredients. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it was it was it was actually like a really basic thing to do, but it was good to just do it on my own. Like Sean even he was like, No, I'm not helping you. You you do it. <laughs> nice. Not not because I didn't want not, to, no, but not I feel because like you didn't want to. Yeah, I understood. I feel like I feel like it's, a, it's the best way to learn is to do it do it yourself. Oh yeah. Especially cooking. The yeah. best way to learn how to make something is the first time you ruin it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I know. I've ruined many a meal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you're right. That's great. I ruined I ruined some fig bread last week. <laughs> See, that's perfect. You won't <laughs> never do that again. I wouldn't that's I would, true. I, I burned it. I wouldn't say it was necessarily your fault. We we were beholden. We had our hands tied in terms of the uh cheese that was available. A call for one cheese and then we used a, a different cheese. I shouldn't have substituted it. And it was not a good substitution. <laughs> <Yeah>. So <laughs> Now, I mean, we do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You got to make it work. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But it happens. I feel like I want to jump on that boat of answering that question, though. Yeah. I have found myself curating the art in my apartment. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Great. Like, I have a lot of art everywhere. But then I'm like, no, this sculpture doesn't belong here. And I'm like, wait, I have a painting in the closet that hasn't seen daylight in like a month. Like, it's getting we, it's getting to the point where I miss my friends and thankfully, you know, they're here already. Mm-hmm. So that's happening in my household. Yeah. What about we you? Definitely, we definitely did that like uh, a week ago. We we sorry, Frank. <laughs> no, no. We'll so I'll talk it. <laughs> Go Please. for it. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I thought, so um you know, I I think the biggest thing I find myself busier now than than I've ever been, which is 
it says a lot because it, before I thought I thought I was really busy. I was always like, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. But now I'm like, I have work coming out the wazoo, and I just I don't know where it's all coming from. So I think I think I've really. I mean, with this whole thing with the podcast, I've been uh, producing a couple albums. Um, I I don't know. I just I I I think I I've thrown myself into um, the actual creative part of my of of my of what I do because um, usually like I'm mixing and so it's very technical. There is a there is a, there's an artistic side, but like you have to go through all these things in order to get there. And now I find myself just working purely artistically and being able to express myself and doing things like this really like kind of has been nice because it's it's also something where where I'm I'm basically I'm doing you know the curation of, of the playlists and and um creating, you know, little commercials that I that it, so I think I I've I've thrown myself into my art, um, which has been such a blessing because definitely um especially coming from the music world and now in the post-production world it's super easy just to get lost in the technical side and forget that what i'm doing every day is art you know and mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of where where i'm at i think that's that's been the biggest thing for me and baking i've been I, i've also become a survivalist <laughs> i was for some about sort. to say that. <laughs> you're missing that you're missing something here yeah. yeah no so i've i've been baking bread i'm making my own alcohol Whoa. um what else what else what else nice. did I, have In i been doing no, no, no. <laughs> I, I have mason jars, so I was gonna do a big jug, but I don't, you know, I, I don't want to blow anything up. So I have a, I have a makeshift still going right now. Um, so I, I've, I let this, uh, this mixture of yeast and sugar like sit there and chill for the past two weeks, and so I'm, I, I'm now boiling it down. So I have this crazy concoction. Well, not the contraption that um, I'm trying to keep away from my kids. So they come tomorrow, so I was like, I have today to do it. So it's it's doing it. So I will have alcohol by 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 tomorrow. So I'm, you know, it's my first thing. So yeah, it's it's been the weird things that I've been kind of on the side of doing all the stuff I've been doing. So yeah, and it sounds like hand sanitizer too. Well, it's exactly that's what it started. You know, I'm, I'm officially that's what I was like. I was like, we need, we need some, we need some uh, isopropyl alcohol. And I was like, how do I make it? And looked it up. It's like yeast and yeast, water and uh, sugar. And I was like, I have all that. So um, yeah, that's where it started. And then and then Erica, of course, took it to you know you could make apple apple what was it apple moonshine? That's what you, what yeah. you wanted to make. <laughs> I'm so, sorry. That's like where my mind went immediately. I'm like, wait, <laughs> someone from Russia once gave me like the most amazing moonshine. It was made of apples. You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So, that so that, that's my right? that's my next that's my next venture after after I uh, make after I make some hand sanitizer and then uh, uh, hopefully I won't go blind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, be careful. <laughs> right. I love that we're all finding new creative ways to be crazy in this time, Sweet. and you know, very professional and very you know active. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, what's you know, what's interesting, though, is like, you know, we, we take we, we we think that we're taking a break from things, but actually we we're we're like, um, you know, the re- the the reserves have been like completely they've been depleted and we're like we're, we're filling the banks with like other things, you know, that will later enrich something else. Right. So like mm. maybe, um, you know, you're doing some baking, but that will inform something else that will uh, enable some other like creative juncture. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, That's a really good point, actually. Like, I feel like um, sometimes I, like a big, I'm a big proponent of like experimenting in the studio too, not to like bring it back around to the art no, stuff, please, but, but like, you know, there have definitely been things that I've done 
that like seems so random at the time. And then looking back on it, I can, I can so clearly see like what I was thinking about or what was going, like what I was processing through the work. And like, I think, I think like Sean made a really good point. Um, actually pretty early on where he, when he was saying that like a lot of the like detritus has kind of fallen away, like the societal, like, BS. I don't know if we're supposed to swear or not. Yeah, I'll, not? I'll just Feel say free. BS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, like you know, parking restrictions and like, like all of these like dumb little nudgy rules that were kind of not really um, important, important <laughs> or necessary. We're just like filler. Like all the filler, I feel like has has gone away, and that's great. That's like awesome, the yeah. like the like the bureaucratic bullshit. Oh my god, there's so much bureaucratic BS yes. in the city. Yeah, learning to read a parking sign can take like a good twenty minutes, especially in your neighborhoods. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah it's the worst. Also, yeah. can 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 we can the one thing that I notice is that I'm I'm much richer now than I than I was uh, <laughs> before. This. Are we talking econ? Are we talking friends? Are we talking money? Everything. I, I think oh, okay. mo- mo- money mostly. Mo- money mostly. It's like I, I, I found that how much the yeah, BS I, I end up spending on, and I'm just so happy that I can then take that and actually funnel it to something that actually makes makes sense. But also, like mm-hmm. I, f- I found myself like Erica. Erica's Erica. We've known each other for a long time. We're just mm-hmm. we're we've been friends for a long time. But I think we were just talking about this last night. How how it took us this long to figure out that we work so well together. And we've become so much closer um, because of it, and and I, I I find I find that that to be like the biggest thing that that I'm that I'm most thankful for in in all of this is is um, you know obviously the friendship with Erica, but like being able to to take the time and cultivate that kind of relationship, and I think that's that's been kind of amazing for me, and and I definitely love yeah, I that agree. about this. I agree 100%. I mean, we've been friends for a while and, you know, we're super close, but like now that we're working on a project together, like there's all of these layers of things that we didn't know about each other that are coming up and we actually have time to focus on them. So it's kind of great. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. That's great. It's an exciting time for everyone. (laughs) Well, and then, and then uh, all these, all these friends and family that you like probably haven't talked to in ages. Now you're like, FaceTiming with them like weekly now, which I think is amazing. Yeah. yeah. yeah and even yeah. like right now, right? When's the last time we saw each other at an exhibition a couple of years ago? Like, come on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a good opportunity to actually like just connect. Right. You know? Yeah. Exactly. It's such a great, I, I feel like there's a lot of really cool things, like a lot of really icky things happened, right? When we were all scared and a lot of anger and hatred popped out. But now that everything is kind of like settling down. And we're all, you know, settling into the new normal. I feel like a lot of really good things about society are starting to come up too. Like, you know, this this level of togetherness that we share, friendships that, you know, we want to cultivate and like, you know, relationships that are important. So I'm I'm excited. Well, I'm seeing a lot of people come through for each other too. And like, you know, we've been, we've been talking about like, what, how, what can we do to give back? And like, just coming through for friends and like we you know like picked up groceries for like our elderly neighbor like just basic the stuff little things, yeah. it's the, that's like pretty pretty little but like you know you but gotta it's the just, important stuff 
Exactly. It is really the important stuff. It, you know what? I, I saw something just today that was basically like, it was kind of, it was like a dumb meme, but it essentially like said something like, we've realized in the last like couple of weeks how important like grocery store workers and nurses, how much more important those people oh, yeah. are and mail carriers are than like celebrities and like 100%. sports. Sports jerks <laughs> <laughs> yes and yes that's their technical term of course jerk that's it very technical very technical yes. <laughs> awesome yeah oh, okay For sure. so now I'm thinking that this is a great place to kind of like break this conversation not that I want it to end but I wanted to thank you both so much for joining in the podcast oh it's thank, our pleasure thanks, thanks for, for having us, having us. I am glad we did this and we will definitely do it again. And I can't wait to see you both. Yeah. Yay. Yeah, us too. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you guys. Oh, it's and so I, nice I'm, chatting with you guys. <laughs>